You are now listening to an all-new episode of The Last Men Potting. I am your host, Ahmad. Here are my co-host, Steve, and together we make The Last Men Potting. Steve, how the fuck you doing this week? You know, we shit on a lot of people on this podcast. I can't wait till we blow up and there's some young nigga shitting on me. It's like, it's like Steve, Steve emptied the clip in 2035. Stop asking that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking that man to be funny. Don't come out do the shimmy. Don't do that. Stop asking that man to do that. You don't you know, that, that, yeah, that, that's how you know you made it when the next generation is looking at you like a nut ass nigga. Like, yo, yeah. somebody tell this nigga to sit the fuck down. I can't wait till a young boy tell me to sit the fuck down. That's how I know Especially I accomplished you. shit. Cause you didn't shit on a lot of niggas. Yo. Oh yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, like I, I, I like everything has to come back around. Like I gotta have my turn. Like, yeah, but I, I'm one of the best niggas shitting on people today. So like, you know, whoever come, whoever's coming after me, like you got you got come hard, come correct. Yeah, like, like as, as, as these bitches say, come correct. As these bitches say, they're not wrong though. Like like as we will realize, they're not wrong. You know? No, nah, yeah, like they like, they're just trying to set order. Like I think yes. we've established this. Like every week, we're we're, we're establishing shit. Like we yes. established that you know she wants to be a wife, but she needs to be a whole wife. That's yeah. order. Like now you yeah. know what category to keep her in. So yeah, like gotta... she tell you to come correct, young boy, just come correct. That means you're not yeah. coming at her appropriately. That's all. We got a lot of topics and stuff to talk about, but you know we're we're out here trying to increase our social media presence, do the little TikToks and do the little shimmy for the kids and all that shit that they like, so they can like, comment, and subscribe all that good shit at Last Man Potting. And uh, did you see that Twitter is selling blue checks now? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, before we get into that though, it's funny when you had asked me to start doing research. I realized how uh, perverted you bitches are. <laughs> it's a no broad challenge and drop it like it's hot challenge. Like, what's wrong with you bitches? Just sit still. No, no, like, like, cause nobody's gonna like it, like the post if you're just sitting still. Like, if you yeah. post a picture, you sit still. See how much traction that's going to get. Yeah. Like, it you gotta be, do your dance. Yeah, it must be nice to uh fucking show some titties and get five thousand likes. I actually have to have talent. I guess that's just divide order or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Would you actually blue checks? They sell the blue checks now. <laughs> I, what is that? What do they call it? Massage? I gotta stop that. Yeah, like, what do they call that misogyny? It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, this, this nigga just derailed the whole topic yeah. just to Toxic. just a sidebar into some Toxic. random misogyny. Toxic masculinity. He's toxic. Yeah, just a bad guy. Like, I gotta be myself, man. I gotta come out there and stretch out and get your couch dirty. The blue checks. This is another hustle. That's what that's what they're supposed to be doing. Is Elon Musk the boss now? I think he bought it. One of the things that they were saying was that they want to sell the blue checks so that it makes it clear who you are so it's less likely for people to impersonate you on your page and shit like that but um i really just see it as another way for them to control the narrative on there because if you don't have a blue check i see it like you know you're not gonna show up on the trends or you're not gonna show up at the top of people's timeline the way that the people with the blue checks do so it's like like Twitter's kind of giving you a get down or lay down model. It's like, look, you're going to have to get on this tier. You're going to have to find somewhere to pay. Otherwise, we're going to flood your fucking feed with commercials and spam and all of this shit. And nobody's going to see anything you post. So it's either get down or lay down time. And a, a lot of com- a lot of companies are doing that. It's like, you know, with the growth incentive in corporate America today, 
the job number one is to grow. It doesn't matter if you grew at double digits in 2023. We got to think about 2030 and how we're going to be growing then. So one of those pathways is let we got to create a new revenue stream by milking our customers in another way. It's like we already spam them and fucking make money off of their content for free. But now we're going to make them pay us every month. Like it's a cold game. Like a as we've broken down on this podcast, business is just pimping. Exactly. But, you know, you got to respect it from a capitalism standpoint, because let's be honest, if you was in that position, you know, you would do that shit. I know you. Like, you know, I got to double charge these things. Yeah, I, I don't want to sound mad. I'm not mad. I feel marvelous. <laughs> like, like if they're doing that, I, I see the I see it and I'm like, damn, that's a cold business strategy. It's like corner the market, raise the price. Marlo Stanfield, business 101. Yeah. The price yeah. of the brick is going up. And that that's what Twitter's doing. The, like the price of access to the customers on these platforms is going up. It's like, you gotta be real careful with what you say. Like, like you know, we just got on TikTok this week and they just started taking our shit down because Steve yeah. doesn't know how to talk yet. Like we, no. we haven't given Steve full media training. So a lot of the stuff he says gets taken down. Like I tried to do a harmless little back and forth TikTok with him this morning. Steve just couldn't help but to be profane. So they took they took his down. Like did they take they did take, they took my shit down. Yeah, they, they they took it down. Like I told you, you don't know how to talk. Like I am an ignorant nigga. I gotta stay on IG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like 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 guys like you gotta go on Twitter and IG and Reddit where it's safe. Like you you might even have to pull a MySpace page back out to really get your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, MySpace was the fucking wild wild was <laughs> like they was showing they dick and shit like that. What, what did I say bad though? I didn't think I said I didn't say nothing that bad. I just said you go get your ass whooped this afternoon, which is just that's just fact. That's law. Yeah, you cursing. That's this kids over there. It's, did, did I curse? It's, it's kids out there, man. Like you can't you can't talk like that. It's not like I called you a pussy or nothing. Man. It's a safe it's, space. Okay. Okay. So like have you heard of that safe space? Yeah. I've been I've been getting better with my F bombs though. I haven't dropped the F bomb on this podcast yet. I didn't even spell it out. I don't even want people to speculate <laughs> what word you're thinking of. Because he he's he's thinking of French toast, people. Let's let's move yeah. on. Let's move on. Like I know. Let's move on. Let's I know that on. shit get edited out. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Like, my, my, our producer's not here. I get to be who I want to be now. No, no, no. Because I I still have the edit button. Like you're you're who I let the people think you are. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Cartier, that's the Gucci scarf. Yeah, like the, the people are not ready to know the real you yet. Yeah, the, uh, what Drake say? The real her. It's like the real Steve. The real Steve. Well, that, that's a perfect segue. The the real Steve. Um, th this week we were, uh, we were. Re you started reading the Way of the Superior Man, or yeah, you told me that you you have been listening to the audio book of the Way of the Superior yeah. Man. And I know that was a book that I got a couple of years ago. I told you about that. I originally heard about from uh, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, suggested it on the Breakfast Club. He said it was a book that Lauren London actually gave him. I think, mm. um, you know, y'all can check the tape on that. But um, anyway, it's a David Dita book. It's a uh, spiritual guide mm. book, if you will. Um, really just explaining what we like to talk about on the show. Um, universal laws of how things work naturally, like the natural order of things and how you get in line with that. And being that we're men, it's it speaks directly to us, specifically men who are masculine, 
who are, you know, more in their masculine energy than their feminine energy. It's a, it's a great book for that. But, um, the reason why we're talking about it is because it resonated with Steve so much that he was like, we got to talk about this shit on the podcast. So Steve, tell the people, you know, what you got from the book. Definitely. Like what what did Peter Griffin says? I didn't know who I was until I, who hurt you? (laughs) No, it's just one of those things where like, I think especially with the the past two years, especially because like what I was going through, you know, doing stand-up and different things like that, you know, that, that had completely got taken away from me where I was, like, crushed because I was, you know, grinding on a stand-up game hard, hard, hard. So it was kind of like I got out of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And, like, listening to this book kind of made me explain, like, a lot of the why I wasn't being successful in the endeavors that I was trying to do, you know. Like, there was a specific part in the book where the guy says, you know, when you are, quote-unquote, living in your truth, it's like, you know, your woman will test you and, you know, the people at work will take advantage of you. And it goes back to the guy trying to establish, <laughs> you know, that he's my supervisor because he could see, he saw that it's like, oh, this nigga needs some direction. He's a pussy. <laughs> like, you know, so like, you know, it's one of those things where like the way that he breaks everything down, just even talking about like feminine energy, how chaotic it is and like reflecting that on life, just how, you know, the test and the things that happen in life, it's like, you dealing with your woman is also a reflection on, on how you deal with, uh, you know, just the, the trappings in life and stuff like that. I think the the black man thing is such a specific thing, like where you understand how much you're lied to, especially like going up within the school school system and different things like that. You know, it's like you almost kind of like 10 steps behind, like that's kind of where we get to like, you know, quote unquote generational curses, different things like that. It's like that lack of understanding of how you contribute to society and your gifts and different things like that. And I think the biggest takeaway was like a lot of the reason why my relationships were dysfunctional because I was using my gifts to like to tear people down, you know, like how I was talking to some of my friends and different things like that. And like even talk, having conversations with people where he said, Steve, you did this and you, you hurt me. I was like, oh, okay. So it was because of me not having the understanding and being present in that moment. I'm just doing shit just to do it. So that was my biggest takeaway from the book. Like the way he breaks down the psyche of a man and what it what it is like when you're not in line with your your natural calling or your purpose. Like when you're not in line with your natural purpose, like shit just will come at you to confuse you, whether it's interaction with a woman, interaction with a supervisor, interaction with a family member, like all of these things where one of the most profound things, it's like, it's it's probably in the, uh, the, the prologue to the book where he says, be bound neither by inner cowardice or outer convention. And that's like been something like that that's resonated with me for years, like since I first read it. Like, cause there's been so many times in my life where I've thought about, you know, what would somebody else think if I do this? Like, and then, you know, shy away from something that my immediate natural thought is like, yo, I should do that or whatever. So I think like that whole idea of understanding your masculinity and how to use it and not only how to use it for yourself, but how to use it to better your interactions with other people is the main takeaway from the book. 
And like, you know, some of the language in it, it might be a little harsh for some people because he's direct and he just likes to like, you know, cut through the bullshit. And that's what that's what I like to do. I like cut through the bullshit. Like, you know, we don't have time for soft speech and shit. Like life is too short for that. It, some of it is a little corny, too. So you definitely have to have an open mind when you listen to it or reading it. It's like it's like, all right, dude, that's a little, you know, whatever. But it's good information. And it definitely made me realize, like, how toxic uh, the relationships that I had with women because I was kind of using them as a distraction to get away from what I was supposed to be doing. Like, you know, misusing sex and over drinking and different things like that, too afraid to do what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's like, I'm wasting your time. But more importantly, I'm wasting my own time because, you know, these bitches will find a way to fill their own time with a bunch of nothingness anyway. <laughs> so you got it. Yes, it's like, you, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't have to contribute to that. But like, right. you know, no malice. He has a, a, a line on life change where he says, no whore, that's not love. We was fucking. I was in search of a chicken head and you was clucking and I that's was lusting. We were both out of order. And it's like... That's a tit right there. That's classic Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's off the charts. Like, that's yeah, the next yeah, level. Yeah. But, um, that, like, that's that's the shit that, that David Dita is putting in his own words in these in this book, where it's just like, yeah, like, where Malice was cheating on his wife and doing all of this shit that was outside of his purpose, he, he, he took a step back from that shit, and he realized, like, man, I'm out here just doing frivolous shit, having, you know frivolous interactions with women just for the sake of it, just because I can, or, you know, the, the the crime and shit that they may or may not have been involved in. <clears throat> because some of their some of their close friends are doing like 30 years in jail. And Malice like stepped back from all of that shit and just said, you know what, I'm gonna go over here and, and do my purpose. And he's at that time he said his purpose was, you know, to do the whole the faith thing like like mm -hmm. that that he got into and st stepping away from from the rap game. So I I, I see a, an example like that from another man and I say like like that like rapid change that you make where you go from, you know, you're a rapper and all that and you see the success that his brother Pusher T has been able to have in the last 10 years. It's really more than 10 years now since Malice walked away from rapping full time and it's like the ability to walk away from that when it's right in front of you, like like that that clips reunion tour is right in front of them. Yeah. Like like they they drop an album tomorrow, they can they can go do a tour and make a couple million dollars easily. Like and he doesn't do that because he said that's not his purpose. Right. Like like so as a man, I think you have to be attached to your purpose in that way. And once you get a sight of it. You you have to hold on to it and not let anything distract you from that shit. Like no matter how enticing it can be, because yeah. like all of that enticing shit, we talked about it last week. The shortcuts, like to to you know sh you know quick gratification and all that, like that really just leads to the long hard way anyway. So you're better off just attaching yourself to your purpose, like fiercely and and going after something important, and let the relationships in your life support that. And yeah. that's why I think he's trying to show you in the book. You should definitely finish this because you'll understand a lot more of my philosophies on this podcast where he breaks down why certain older men like a younger woman, like it's just, you know, more vibrant, like, you know, younger women, they, they just smell a little bit different, right? Like the pheromones and shit like that, like 
older women, you know, no disrespect to them, but hey, they don't smell as good. Some older women yeah, smell like, like so. So uh, <laughs> to quote Denzel, before this goes any further, <laughs> let, let's address this here. I never said that dating a younger woman was wrong. All I said was under 21 is too young for me. Like 21 and older, cool. Like I don't even drink, but I'm just saying like, I think like, you know, drinking age, you can get into anywhere. Like, like you can't, you can't even get a hotel room on your own, like under 25. So it's like, what the fuck am I doing as a 45 year old man, 50 year old man with a little 19 year old? Like there's just, you're doing too much, bro. It's you're biblical. You're you going to crash out. You're going to crash Good. out. Go, go back to 2 Samuel. It's biblical. When King David was dying, they said a young broad in there make him feel better. Like, that's, that is what you say, universal law. You understand? He said, yo, give me my young chick so I can raise it. Like, this is, this yeah, is a and, family. And then, and, then, and, then, and then you know what you could do, Steve? You, yeah. Then you could go read Ecclesiastics about how King Solomon tells you that all of that is vapor and you're just chasing not, vanity anyway. It's not vapor. It's energy. It's like, I, like I, she's here to make me feel vibrant. Like, that, that life vibrant force is here. Like, this is what I need. I have, this is what I need to get through. This you, is you, 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 need, you need some, you need a 19-year-old? I need this. Is that, is that what you're saying? Not necessarily, not right now. Are you now. taking applications? Well, I'm always taking applications. I don't know. When you're over 25, I think 19 is a little young for you. D depends on what level you're on and, and depends on how you're using that energy. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be inappropriate. So, you know, it's like, get finish the book. He'll, he'll be your game. <laughs> and when you finish so, the so, book, so, so, so I'm going to finish the book and I'm like, all right, y'all. Yeah. Like, it's 19-year-old yeah. bitch. I'm going to be straight exactly. up on, like, I have some 19-year-old friends. Yeah, exactly. I don't do anything illegal. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when you finish the book, you'll understand, like, with the Boosie and the Mike Tyson, this is why Ime Doke has to fuck a bitch in the broom closet. Like, this, that's just why. Well, they're, they're sending Ime Doke <laughs> to Brooklyn, um, yeah. <laughs> which which is crazy. Like, I don't even watch basketball, but just, just, just from the periphery, I don't know yeah. who owns Brooklyn. But they're just over there making a mess. Like yeah, you got yeah. you got Kyrie on suspension because you don't like what he's posted on social media. Then the, you're bringing in eBay Adoke to do the um to do the coaching for you, and you yeah. know he gonna have to be pulling the staff into the closet to get his rocks off because yeah. you know that 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 that's how he gets his mojo and shit. Right, and then uh, yeah, I, they don't know what they're doing over there. It's a fucking bad. Like you said, it's a shit show. Like yeah. that seemed like some shit that you do like when you're playing 2K. Yes. Like, all right, like, like let, let me just fuck with the roster a little bit. That's <laughs> like, exactly what they do. It's like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm I'm 55 games in. Let me trade this nigga. Like, yeah, nigga. Like you, you cannot reload to the most recent state save. No. Like, like no. you have to ride this shit out now. Like, yeah. like, cause now now they're saying Kyrie's getting suspended, um, which might be indefinitely because of because of what he tweeted. Um and I find this, I found this interesting because as we said at the beginning of the show, um, we, we started posting some stuff on TikTok and our stuff, you know, it's on it, YouTube allows it, Instagram allows it, Twitter allows it. Like we're not talking anything out of bounds and our clips are on the podcast and the, and TikTok was muting our shit saying it goes against community guidelines and they don't tell you specifically 
why it's against community guidelines. And with, I, I, I see that this is what Kyrie is getting hit with at the same time where he posted something and in the response in the media, the team said they don't like the way that he responded in his quote unquote apology that he didn't denounce anti-Semitism um, profoundly enough for them. So he had to get suspended. And, you know, I don't want to get into the whole anti-Semitism conversation. Do do your own research on that. You, st you study enough history, you'll come to the correct answer on, on that. Um, as far as this whole Kyrie thing, it's just, it's just like, like in the media, it's just giving you an example of what they're doing to people like us. You know, we're low level right now. Like we, we, we got, we got a couple thousand views on our shit, nothing crazy, but they already, you know, say like telling us what we can and can't say. And then the higher you go up, like the more eyeballs on your shit is going to be, all right. Yeah. So you got to be even more careful about what the fuck you can't say. So, and, and it's almost like a catch 22, because if you're going to start a media platform, like we're doing, you got to go where the customers are at. You can't just come out and say, Oh, I'm straight to customer out the gate and everybody got to come to my private website and pay me. Like they're like, nigga, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, <laughs> you got to go where the customers are at. So it's almost like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, especially if you're somebody like Kyrie or like us who we don't really talk about the mainstream shit. Like we talk about stuff that might be on a little bit deeper level. So when you start getting into occult ideas or um, buried history or history that sanitized history, things like that, um, you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers, especially when you want to take it to a platform that is not about giving the real history and get and giving the real deal. Like they want to have a narrative for everybody. They want you to post all of your shit a certain way so that it fits their narrative, not yours. Yeah. I mean, you know, it goes back to some of the principles of it being, you know, the quote unquote great reset. It's like, they're going to make people make a decision. All right. Are you going to, you know, go down this, this role of order or are you going to try to find something else? Like, I, you know, I think it's all connected. You know, like you said, like the nuance of um, the history that we're talking about or that you just mentioned, that's something that people have to try to do on their own. But I think it's definitely something to where they're showing you, you know, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving. It's like, like it's like what Nip said, people looking like, hey, black niggas stay in your place. They let they let you know. It's like, yo. If you touch that button, it's like, yo, that stove is hot right there. Don't hit that. This is going to happen to you. So, you know, people have to make a decision whether they're going to stand tall, especially if you're a so-called black man. This is why I got on here and said Kanye West is not crazy. He's not <laughs> insane. He knows exactly what he's doing because he, he does his thing where he says what he says, immediate backlash. Kyrie posts what he posts, immediate backlash. Now... You know, I think these guys probably travel in the same circles, know probably yeah. a lot of the same people and stuff like that. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't think that any of this is happening accidentally. Like, like they're, they're showing you, like you said, they use these celebrity examples to show you, they use these macro examples to show you what's going on, on the micro level. We witnessed this week firsthand what happens on the micro level when we, we just said a joke on, on the podcast, like, 
It doesn't give context when they take your shit down off of these platforms. It just says, no. oh, you said a word that we don't like in this video because it was a bot. A bot recognized that we said a word. It wasn't a person because it happened. the videos get taken down too quick. So it has to be a bot recognizing the vibrations, knowing what we're saying, and it says take it down. And when you, you know, this is why we we always come on here and we say, natural laws and natural orders because if you understand words are just vibrations right. and that's how that those bots are able to take our stuff down because it hears the vibration it doesn't want the vibration out there so it says take it down and that's the same thing they're doing to Kyrie and Kanye it's you're putting a vibration out there that we don't like we can't control what happens on that vibration if too many people hear it if too many people go on that vibration it's going to be a problem for us. So no more soup for you. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. So, you know, when you understand that, you see like, you know, how you can navigate this shit a little bit more because I'm going to get some money out of this social media shit. These are the tools that are in front of me. So with these tools, I'm going to have to use them the right way. But you see that if you want to go up, like you got to be very careful because they keep moving the line. And that's where, like, that's the most interesting thing about, like, how they, uh, the trap of, quote-unquote, inclusiveness, because, and it's funny, I said this when I was the junkyard dog, I was like, I was like, everybody cares about, um, you know, inclusiveness until a black man actually opens his mouth, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so a black man actually opens his mouth, to be honest, you know, but this goes back to like when we talk about like you know quote unquote universal laws and those truths it's like you know you look at proverbs proverbs 331 it says um do not envy thy oppressor and adopt their ways for you know the forward is with the righteous or for it, it is the abomination of the lord but the forward is with the righteous and i just kind of took that as it's like if you're looking at the people that are in charge uh and you're you want to be like them and you hate them. It's a distraction from the overall scope of who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. And you can get trapped into uh, this trap where you think that you're doing something righteous, but you're actually doing something that, you know, is possibly negative to your core. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> I, I'm not going to try to expand on it, but I, I understood what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to let that breathe and let, let, yeah. the, let, let the people, you know, decipher that for themselves. But I, I get where you're coming from. I think the most unfortunate thing about everything that we're seeing is watching the former athletes basically kind of sell out these guys. Like I recently heard Charles Barkley talk about how Kyrie should have been suspended for whatever he put on Twitter with the Alex Jones thing and all of that. And it's like, as much as Charles Barkley has done, like it's super hypocritical for him to be kind of speaking on that. It's like, you know, Charles Barkley spit on a little girl when he was playing basketball. Oh, stuff like that. Nah, I think he was trying to spit at a fan, but at the same time, it's like, but even still, whether it's on purpose or not, you know, the action still happened. Like you could justify maybe Kyrie didn't do what he did on purpose. So it's like, you know, it, who's Charles Barkley yeah, speaking yeah, on? That's fair. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, and then, you know, with Kareem and all these guys, Charles Barkley, it's just unfortunate and disheartening to see those guys, like, sell the younger generation just to kind of have a cushy seat. It's like, as talented as Barkley is, you know, with his gift and how funny he is, it's like, he could 
say some real shit and make a real difference. But it's like you're gonna tear that brother down because and say he shouldn't get no paper because he said something that you didn't like. It's like you know I don't like to see stuff like that. I I think any of those older dudes, when you're looking at the younger generation and you're chastising them, you're really just chastising yourself because you're basically just saying we didn't show you enough to get you past the bullshit that we were facing. And it's not helpful to tell people to, to, to shut up and all of that. It's, it's more helpful to correct people. If you think what Kyrie said is incorrect, show him how it is incorrect. Like, and, and let's all sit down with history books and dictionaries and, and look at the etymology of words and things like that and stop arguing what we think and, and what we believe and just get to the facts because there are facts of existence. There are facts of history. Like certain events happened. Certain events didn't happen. Certain events predate <laughs> other events. That's all like that's all we're talking about. We're not talking about um making anybody less of a human being mm-hmm. because the like the way I look at it, like all of these all titles are detrimental. Like you know, no matter what category you put yourself in, it can be detrimental because you start to as- align with the characteristics of that category rather than your natural self. Like if I start telling myself that I'm a black man, I start identifying with a color and not as a human being. Like human beings aren't crayons. So it's like, let me identify with who I am as a human being, like like what I truly am. And let me understand the bloodline of the human beings that came before me. That's all I need to know. I don't need anything else. Like I don't need a religion. I don't need a race. I don't need any of that. Like if if, if people are afraid to have that conversation, just say you're afraid, but don't don't tell Kyrie to shut up because you know, like th- those guys. Last thing I'll say, you know, like Charles Barkley and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all that. They picked their category. Charles Barkley is a is a corporate toady. Fucking <laughs> like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a social a social justice warrior. It's like you picked your category. Like, so stay in that lane. Don't come over here with motherfuckers that's just trying to look at the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, because that's all I would like. Just let, let's get out of the fallacy. Cause I, I don't I don't ascribe to you know some of the fantasies that that the so-called black man makes up about himself either. Because right. like, like, cause sometimes you can do it in a negative way. You can flip it like by trying to counteract like the racism and all of the shit that people have witnessed on this land. You'll start making up fantasy stories about shit that happened in Africa. And it's like, <laughs> no, like let, let's just get to the reality. Like we don't have to make up Wakanda. We don't have to make up all of this bullshit to feel good about ourselves as human beings. We just have to understand our bloodline and 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 what your purpose is in this moment. And that's it. Yeah. Well, that, and this is the last thing I want to say too. This is also goes back to the trappings of inclusion, like where people were mad at um, the chick. I can't remember what the chick name. But she told LeBron to shut up and dribble. Do you remember that a few years ago? Yeah, Laura. Ingram. He's got. 
Yeah, Laura Ingram. But now it's like these old niggas is telling the young niggas to shut up and dribble. So it's like, how are you better than old shorty that said shut up and dribble? All you niggas need to shut, shut up and dribble. Matter of fact, <laughs> this is what all you niggas need to do. Shut the fuck up and get in the box, nigga. Wait. That wait was always the funniest part to me. Oh, yeah, the wait. <laughs> Yeah. If, if we ever get to the point like where we're doing interviews and shit, like yeah. we interview Buster Rhymes, that's my first question. I'm like, yo, what, what yeah. was going on when you thought of this? <laughs> like, yeah. I've been thinking about a lot, a lot of that with all these rappers. But you know what, though? I, I really like when I listen to uh, Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See, I really realize, I was like, oh, Buster's really the man. Like, because like, it's not even really like the bars, it's like the way that he's structuring the verse. Like, I'm like, yo, how did he put that together like that? Like he's a god MC. Yeah, I, I, like I've he, been telling you this for years. Nobody listens to me. He might be one. Of, he might be the best technician when it comes to like, like how he puts his verses together. I'm like, this is like otherworldly. <laughs> yeah, he, is, he's he's next level with it. Like if you listen to uh, his on his most recent album, Extinction Level Event Two. The yeah. first track with him and Rakim, it is not only are they dropping like a different level of knowledge on the track, but it's a masterclass in the technical ability of rapping. Yeah. And it's like Buster Rhymes has been showing people that like for, for 20 years, it's like people were scared to rap with Buster Rhymes. Like that's why when they was doing verses, nobody wanted to do a verses with him. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, not only is he going to outperform you when he goes on the stage, yeah. but it's like, but Buster Rhymes, in my opinion, has a couple classics like the Big Bang. I like now maybe it's just because, like, at the time when the Big Bang came out, I had a CD player and I had the CD, and that was the only CD I had, so I listened to it a million times. But like, I think that shit is a classic. I think fucking Extinction Level Event One is up there. Uh, when Disaster Strikes is up there. Um, his most recent album isn't that, but the rapping is next level. Like he's out rapping like your little gurus, like Kendrick Lamar and shit like that <laughs> with ease. Like, like he 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 just he just shows like his his levels to this shit. Like, like he's really like I, I don't know why he doesn't get brought up in the conversation of best lyricist or like best rapping ability, like technical rapping ability. I would say, you know, yeah, he's uh, biggie. Buster Rhymes, um, Rakim. I think Nas is in the like, conversation. I, 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 I don't know who else is on that tier. I don't know about on that tier, but Nas is in the conversation. No, he like I'm yeah. talking technical rapping ability, like like, yeah. like where they they can do like Biggie can do the triple flow, he can do the slow flow, he can do storytelling. He like all of that where you never lose a word. Buster Rhymes is the same way. Buster Rhymes can tell you a story. He can make a smooth track for the for the chicks. He can he can uh you know do the gangster shit. He can be like he can do all of it. And it's like like most guys like they they only got like three out of them five tool. Like Buster Rhymes a five tool player. Nas like like we talk about the technical aspect though. I mean, go back and listen to something like Nas the Don. It's like he ran that joint. <laughs> It's not, it, he can't do, like, like, like. He can't do it consistently, I would say. He, he has a song with Busta Rhymes called Don't Get Carried Away. Like, yeah. listen to the way they both approach that beat. It's a Dr. Dre mm -hmm. beat. 
And like the way Buster Rhymes approaches it, like Nas can't rap like that. Yeah. Like now, like lyrically, Nas is doing his thing on there, but I'm just saying it's like like but like Buster Rhymes is different. Like you know, it's, it's funny though because Chris Brown actually told the story about um the look at me now, and um uh, like just like the competitive nature of rap where uh he said Lil Wayne was listening to it. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, Bust, that's cool, but, you know, uh, you should probably record that joke. And then that's when you got that joke, <laughs> like, where, like, he just, I guess he just got angry. It was just like, because <laughs> you hear it, like, he's like, wait, like, I got to go and I got to do it. Like, you can just hear, like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to, I got to turn on the gas. Like, like, Buster Rhymes has been, <laughs> has been mad at the rap game for 15 years. Like, he, he has a song with, with Q-Tip called You Can't Hold the Torch. Like that came out in 06. That's on the Big Bang. Like, like go listen to that song. He's like, you niggas can't hold the torch. He's like, he's like, y'all, y'all don't have concepts. Y'all don't have melodies. Y'all don't have any of this shit. Like, you, you can't do anything that I do. So why would I pass the torch? And like, he was, you know, what West Side Gun dropped the album last week. Uh, Hitler wear Hermes Ten, and uh, Buster Rhymes is on there, like r- rapping with Ghostface and and them, like sounding like it's '98. Like it's crazy. Yeah, and then Method Man get upset. So, yo, so, yo, I got more job, please. <laughs> it's like, why am I not the PJ? <laughs> the young boy. Well, see, I, I never heard Buster Rhymes do no hating like that. Like, yeah, the, yeah, that, like, because like, Meth needed to, like, you, you need to think. That's a question you need to ask yourself. Yeah. Like, ask yourself why you're not in the PJ. Then you yeah. might get in the PJ. Like, don't ask other niggas how they get so much. Like, yo, that money wrong as fuck. Like, what's going on? That's <laughs> so funny even, happening over there. So y'all even got a car. It's like, my wife got a car. Kids got a car. I don't have a car. I got to get like, My kids have cars, but they're Camrys, though. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yo, I got to catch the subway. <laughs> he was, he was, a, I have to fly coach. <laughs> I'm still living with my mom. It's like, yeah, I'm like, yo. So like after that whole detour, her loss, uh, Drake and Twenty One, Drake and Twenty One have an interesting relationship because like I remember when Twenty One first came out, like Drake like like bought him a Lambo or rented him a Lambo or some shit. I guess that's just rich nigga shit. Like you know, you just buy other men cars and give them duffel bags full of honey buns for their birthday and all, all sorts of stuff. You remember when James Harden did that? Like if that, the little baby, they, they exchanged some honey buns for their birthday. That was strange. Don't ever do that to me. Like I don't need, I don't need the Louis duffel bag. When the podcast grow up, just let me do it by myself. <laughs> or just be like, just be like Steve, you look terrible. Uh, then I'll adjust. Like, no, 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 like, like, like when the podcast blow up, if you look terrible, I'm gonna light your wrist. I would, I would yeah, just take no, you to the no. jewelry store and say, here, that's yours. Keep that. No, no, no. Just, just let me work for it. This is going to be an advance. <laughs> like, a, what is it? What did uh, 50 Cent say? He said, Puff trying to take me shopping. It's like, say, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> he, he was like, he's me. like, yeah. He's like, I, I thought he needed better clothes. Dude, uh, just, just tell that to me. He's like, I don't need another man to take me shopping. Yeah, I, no, no, like I'm like, see, it's one thing if you do it like how 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 Vinny Chase did it on Entourage, he would be at the spot buying himself some shit and all the homies was with him. And he's like, look, I'm buying a Ducati and I'm the rich one, like, but I want to ride Ducatis with my friends. So I'm gonna get all of y'all Ducatis. Like, that's different. Like, I don't know what Puff was doing. Talk about, yeah, like, did he, like, yeah, yeah, Curtis, let me take you shopping. Like, yeah. 
let's let's get you some new threads. Like, yeah. like, like this is not queer eye for the straight guy. Like, <laughs> like, cut it out. Puff eye for the thug guy. <laughs> <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. Where's our producer at? Mike, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, puff, like time skip that the- one. We see we have we're having too much fucking fun. Um, yeah. her, so her loss, Drake and 21, you know, they've been through a lot. They've been buying each other cars and gifts and all of this, and now they've decided to express their love for each other on this album. And um I gotta say, like when I got to the Travis Scott track around track nine, that sounded like an outro to me. And then I opened up my phone to like, you know, turn to something else. And I saw I had like nine more tracks left of this shit. And I was like, uh. but then the last few tracks, you know, Drake started rapping. It, it got a little bit better. Production got a little varied. They, they were able to get a couple like little R&B cuts off. So, you know, initial listen, I'm sure there's a like I liked maybe five out of the 16 songs that I, that I'll probably will play it sometime and I'm I'm sure a, a young lady will do an insta story or some shit and put me onto some other shit that I forgot about from it. Um that, that's that's what I took it as like it's fucking caption music, it's Instagram music, more fast food for the timeline so we can make TikToks and do the shimmy. Like, you know, th- th- there's nothing of uh of real substance here, but uh it was fine. I, I think the second half is is the better half. Which really led me to think that this should have been like nine tracks. And like if it was nine, nine, ten tracks, I think it would have been a lot better. But I, I always like like, you know, when Drake gets on there talking his shit, like like when he's just on there like talking about I can't talk to broke boys, how it's making them nauseous and all that type of shit. Like I, I like that shit. What I don't like is when he gets too much into the punchlines and trying to be trying to be a little too captiony. And when he starts saying like I'm an owl, but I never tell them who shit like that, like that, it just gets to be a little corny. And that's what happens when you make like an unnecessary amount of music. Like some of that shit should have been kept in the comment section or the delete folder or wherever he would like to stash it. But um, overall, it's like a five out of ten. Like there's nothing offensive here, but there's also there's also nothing that's uh, that's like really great either well i think that's been drake's career like i don't think we should really be surprised it's like he kind of has a track record for this it's like he's going to give you about you know five to six tracks that you've got to bump to and the rest of it's just going to be a little time music so you know it shouldn't be a shocker i think um at this point in his career it kind of almost seems especially with certified lover boy it's like you know he just kind of just clocking in like what's your shit is it just here for the check man you know so yeah, because like, like <laughs> he, he even said that at one point. He's like, my favorite word from the white boys is signed here. And he's just he just like the whole thing just sounds like such a corporate endeavor. And like that's when I started thinking, who is whose career gets the boost from this? Is it 21 or is it Drake? Because like Drake historically has stood by some heat to stay hot. Like you know, see, ask anybody where the fuck Black Boy JB is right now. Like Drake, you know, used he's like a vampire. He like yeah. used Black Boy JB's whole thing up, and then he was gone. Where the fuck is Tay Keith? Where is you know I, uh, the the Tuesday guy? 
Like, like all, all of these people. And, you know, it's just funny that you see somebody like The Weeknd kind of saw that and was like, nope. Like, oh. you know, like, like dodge that and, and went the yeah, other party. way. Um, but at this point, I, I, I don't know if, if this is a boost for 21 or if this is a boost for Drake or if it's just it's almost like a e- like equal footing, like, yeah. they, like they, they're getting like the same out of it. I think I think um, the, the Drake stimulus package is similar to the Federal Reserve. It's like, you know, the value of it is not the same regardless. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like like the debt just keep trickling down, trickling down. It's like you look at your bill. It's like, damn, this really wasn't shit like that. So. Um, so so doing an album with Drake is like <laughs> is like getting into business with a big bank. Right, it's like, right. but you, you know, you just hope they don't need a bailout. <laughs> and I, I wonder too, like, how many of those guys are going to make it regardless? Like, because we talked about Fetty Wap, it's like, you know, he got the Drake stimulus package, but Fetty Wap only had about he had one album, really, like six or seven good songs that he had in him, and that was just it. So I don't know if we could blame blame Drake for some of these other guys. They might have burned out anyway. The only person I blame Drake for is Party Next Door because that nigga's really good, and I think that he should have uh, done a little bit better. And maybe if Drake wasn't quote unquote being a vampire he would have had a different type of career well no i i look at party next door party next door is this generation's the dream where the dream makes dope music on his own but he doesn't have the tools to be a star like he looks like the hamburglar he's never gonna be (laughs) you know he's he's never gonna be a he, he he's not gonna be able to compete with usher like, like if you're going to compete, like at like what we've seen historically with R&B guys is you got to be like the soulful, sexy guy. You got to be real moist or you got to be like, you know, kind of thuggish or or, or or some shit. And like, like, you know, that type of shit works. Party doesn't fall into any of that because he's just kind of boring. Like, you know, he doesn't. T- I don't think I've ever heard Party Next Door talk. So it's like yeah. he don't have any personality. What and about, what and about... he just fucking copies Jimmy Wine songs and shit and yeah, old yeah, Jamie yeah. Foxx shit. Like it's not like he's the most original with his shit anyway. Either or, or that or he give you the uh, little Caribbean bounce or whatever. What's yeah. your perspective on Gerald? What's your perspective on Gerald Levert then? Gerald Levert? Well, yeah, oh, well, yeah like the, the, that's the other category. Like right. you know the, the 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 big man. Like you know the yeah. Barry Whites and. You know, like them, them niggas that just had the swag, like like Biggie was in that. Like he's not R and B, but he's just in that category. It's like you know, what you rock a Coogee sweater. Like I'm black and ugly as ever. However, yeah. like that's their category. Like you know, and and some some people are just too talented. Like <laughs> like where you're just, like the force of your talent is just going to propel you to be a star, whether you're really meant for it or not. But like party next door, like you know, he he got the pen. He can drop some shit for you, but don't don't ask that man to be a star. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's the issue in R and B right now. Like, I think we found the answer because DMX said that hip hop needs a fat man. Maybe that's what's going on in R and B. Maybe that's why R and B is dead. R and B needs a fat man. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> we found the answer. If you're going to not look like the conventional star. Mm-hmm. In, in the dreams category, you would have to just have like some undeniable level of talent and star power and shit. And it's like, he can't dance. He can't do this. It's not like his, vo- like he can definitely sing, but his voice isn't the most amazing. So there's a reason why, like, you know, he's, you know, you got to go pin some shit for some people. 
You got to pin some shit for some people when you got a radio face. Some people... <laughs> Some people have a radio face. Yeah. I might have to get my skin together so I can be like I can pin it for myself. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to be Yeah, because like, like in be... the comedy game, like it's some yeah. niggas that they you know you gotta yo, know, you gotta just write that shit for Kevin Hart, bro. Cause you, you ain't even gonna be able to take it to the level that he's gonna be able to take it with. It's, it's like going yeah. back to Drake. Remember when Drake and Diddy had the whole thing about uh zero to a hundred? And mm-hmm. did he like slap them or some shit or peed on them? I, I forget which one. You know, a lot of shit has happened to Drake. That's insane. Yeah. But but um, and, and Drake on zero to hundred said real quick, you couldn't have made it that. Like you know, like you you couldn't have done what I did with the beat. So just come up off of it. You don't know what to do with it. Like you know, you're not gonna be able to make this a hit. So come yeah. up come up off the beat. Like and. The weekend was one of the only ones that saw Drake and was like, look, man, the shit that you can do for me, I can do for myself and more. Because right. mm-hmm. on the pop side, I don't know who's the big, like, I'm not all the way in the Q102 lane. Like, I, I don't know who's bigger, Drake or the weekend, when it comes to, you know, mainstream America. So, like, I, I think, I think, like, you know, in this scenario, when Drake comes back over to hip hop, He's like, all right, well, let me let me stand next to some young heat. He, like, he used to get heat from Future. After that kind of, you know, wore out. He's like, you know, he bled dry a couple other dudes from the South. And now the latest victim, 21 Savage. Yeah. Her yeah, loss. Future, well, Future's a legit alpha male, so I don't think there's any bleed him. <laughs> like that dude, I don't like to use that term, but I think I think that dude fits the bill with you. <laughs> well, no, but I, I well, yeah, not not bleed him dry, but stand he Drake definitely stood next to Future for heat. Definitely, he he, he was like because 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 Future was coming off his mixtape run DS two and all that, and that's when Drake jumped on it. He was like, Whoa. oh shit, hot, he's hot because like you think about think it that, yeah. at the beginning <laughs> of his career, he did that with with um Kendrick and ASAP Rocky. Cause like like he has that song where he says they told me to take an RB nigga on the road and I told him no and took Kendrick and Rocky. He didn't do that shit just out of the kindness <laughs> of his heart. He did that <laughs> shit because because it was some heat. And yeah. you know in the pre-production you brought up the the um the buried alive freestyle from Kendrick on, right. on the take care where Kendrick talks about how he saw Drake eating drake inviting him around he's like yo that shit made me rude and impatient he's like because this nigga standing next to my shit my shit more john blaze than his shit (laughs) and 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 but like he saw the game and now kendrick kendrick's doing that with his cousin he taking baby keem on the road with him because like baby keem got the heat with the kids kendrick dropped a dud he know that so let me bring baby Keem out here and get the kids to do the, you know. I, I, I like that orange. Fuck up. I, love, oh, I, love that that I like the orange soda. It said, shut the fuck up. Hey, girl. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, I like baby Keem. Like, yeah, it's good. It's like, you know, yeah. baby shark music. It's that, that type yeah. of shit, you know. Well, uh, Come on, man. Get a man some credit. You get a little bob and shit. But you I do kind of wonder. Him, I don't have to give somebody credit because you give them credit. Like these niggas right. are devaluing hip hop. Like, no, you don't you don't get credit it, no, for that. No. Like, you know, I, I salute people's hustle, but that's, the shit that they make that's is bullshit. not hip hop. That that's bullshit. Like hip hop has always been levels to that, and there's always been aspects where 
like, you know, back in the day, you had certain people that did certain shit that wasn't super conscious or nothing. Like, it was just a feel or a certain vibration. I'm not talking get... about conscious. I'm talking yeah. about, I'm talking about hip hop is music for the people. Hip hop is music, whatever you want to say, for the people, for the streets. Like, you got to make shit that people can listen to. You don't make corporate filler like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers about woke topics and shit like that. That's why it's a dud. There's a reason why people relate to Blacker to Berry and to We Gonna Be All Right and all that because it mm. seemed to come from a more authentic place where like this shit, it just sounds like, uh, well, mental health is a big thing now. So let me do a mental health album. And all of a sudden, let me start making stories about, or no, I'm not gonna say he made it up. But like, let, let me start telling, let me stop telling stories about, you know, the hood and shit like that, that people were really tapped into. And let me start telling stories about this, these mental health topics, these therapy topics. And it just was so hollow, like that we couldn't fuck with that shit. Mm. Where Drake, on the other hand, he doesn't try to portray anything in his music besides the fact that he's a fake gangster. But <laughs> like the shit that he does portray is I'm about this rap shit. Like he said that in the in the rap radar interview. He's like, I'm all about this rap shit. I'm in the hip hop shit. And you can tell like he be in the crates, like like with the even with some of the samples that he picked to rap over, he's like rapping over AZ samples on the album. And then he's he's uh interpolating TI's flow and shit like that. Like now that might be biting, that's a whole nother conversation. But my point is Drake knows how to make music for, for the streets, he knows how to make music for the people. The people gonna listen to this album. Like the people, yes. like as DJ Khaled said, like you gotta make some shit that people want to hear when they go outside, not some fucking headphones music. Like mm. like Kendrick's in headphones music category, and those headphones. I do have to respect like the evolution, whether wherever his head is at or whether it's in the right place or not. Like, I think it it still may be like it may not feel it to you, but it still may be from a real place in regards to mental health issues or whatever it feel like. Because no matter how you look at it, it like he sounds lost on this shit. So like anybody just like that still might be coming from a real place of confusion. <laughs> to whereas now that art is manifesting itself into something else where he put it out and it's a swing and a miss. I, I think it's more I, I, I like think... Th th I want to make this point though, real quick. I, I think that album is more of a point of somebody who tried too hard as opposed to just, you know, the complete bullshit. But go ahead. Hip hop has done mental health before, and Kendrick knows when it's been done well because. He's taken from somebody like Scarface, who who just dropped you know a fire verse on Freddie Gibbs album. He said he he said that that's probably his last yeah. verse. Um, like Kendrick on XXX, like took Scarface's verse from This Can't Be Life and wrote his version of it. Like that that's the second verse on XXX. Go listen to This Can't Be Life, then go listen to XXX and and tell me Kendrick didn't listen to that song. Same thing with Auntie Diaries. Go listen to um, Between Me and You by Common off of Electric Circus and tell me Kendrick didn't listen to that song. The difference with Kendrick now is he's trying to do 
you know, you know, some new wave hip hop shit, like where you get a little too artsy mm -hmm. and you stop making the shit for the streets. Perfect point. Bringing it back to Common, who obviously is a has to be an influence on Kendrick Common and 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 Three Stacks and all the Soul Aquarians when they started going a little too far left, started wearing the the berets and the rainbow pants and the bell bottoms <laughs> and shit. Niggas cooked them. And and what did Common do? He went found Kanye, came back with B, and where did he take you? The corner. Like, you got to bring this shit back to hip-hop. Like, you cannot go in the studio and say, can't please everybody, and I chose me. Like, that Sweet shit good. is, like, we're never going to listen to that. Like, I can't play that shit around nobody. Like, who am I play that shit around? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't mind a swing and a miss, dude. Like, as an artist, like, sometimes I go on stage and bomb on purpose just to see where I'm at in life. <laughs> I got to test myself sometimes. Maybe Kendrick just wanted to test himself to see where he's at. Like, let me put off this bullshit and see how I feel about it afterward. It, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. I, I, I yeah. think, I think, I think it's like when Chance made the big day, he thought he was doing something. I don't think so. That, he, that he, album sucks. I don't, I don't think don't he thought it. it was bad. I don't think you don't he thought get it, it was to, bad. You don't get into the booth and say, Hot shower, like that hot shower is an abomination. He That's an abomination. That he thought that was some That's, heat. That is an abomination to the Lord. Like that is not. That's in Proverbs. Like this, this is an abomination to the Lord. Like that. There's no way he thought that that was heat. I, all I'm saying is, I think Kendrick's made it clear who he's making music for now. Um, he he he's not doing the hip hop thing. He's yeah. like. He, he's he's not doing hip hop like Drake. He's doing he he's at least doing hip hop. It's not great hip hop. Yeah. He's not pushing the culture forward or nothing. But he when it comes to the rapping shit, he really hasn't gone outside outside of his lane too much because he's always been a little bit of a pop star. Kendrick always came at you like I'm I'm the last of the Mohicans. Yeah. And, and then you go and you do this shit. Yeah. Like, nah, bro. No. Nah. And and sure, as an artist, you're allowed to swing and a miss. If he come back with his next album and I say it's good, then, you know, know that I'll acknowledge that. But when it take you five years to make this garbage, like, no, nah, man. No. Nah. Because, yeah, like, like, that's not even hip-hop anyway. Like, like, going away for five fucking years in your prime. Who did that? Well, Whoever yeah. did that? Yeah, because, like, like how how you the goat? How how you the yeah. goat? Jay Z did it every year. Yeah. And oh, with a with a label. With like like dropping shit. And 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 Kendrick wanna come on here talking about I am the Omega. How you the Omega, nigga? You didn't drop a verse for three years. I like that verse though. It, it goes back to the book of the game. Nigga rap is like New York. Ain't nowhere to park. So like he had to park in the fucking Ock-ass lane or whatever the fuck that bullshit was. Like, <laughs> yeah, because because you know what's interesting is like you see hip hop. Like, you know, I think Griselda has been a big influence on this because you, you just hear it. And, and Conway has said it, you know, he's like a lot of people's albums are getting more Griselda-esque. You, you turn it on people's albums, they're doing songs that don't have hooks. They're just rapping, letting the beat breathe, and then they're going back and they're rapping verses and shit. And Griselda, you know, 
for for 20 for from like 2013 all the way up to now that was their format rapping over the hardest samples they could find or rapping over beats that sounded like they were samples but were original shout out to derringer and 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 um you know you you see people taking that blueprint and you see like that's what people are doing in hip-hop now like there's drake in, in 21 album there's a couple songs that don't have hooks they just rap let it breathe rap let it breathe rap ad libs shit like that is a whole different vibe on on this shit now and uh you 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 see that like that's what hip hop is now kendrick didn't even attempt to do that he he over there doing the weirdo shit like what 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 did the snitch nigga call him a weirdo rapper like he don't even get addressed as his name god damn no, yeah, no, and that way you dishonor yourself. You, yeah. you, you, you claim to be a street. Like, I don't like, like, I'm not a street guy, and I yeah. know this. Like, Troy Ave is not a street guy. He was working at Domino's and then decided to jump into the rap game and make himself into a street guy. And now he wants to tell on people and put people in jail. Like, I just think that's corny. Like, just, just make become a rapper as the Domino's nigga. Like, cause he can rap a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so I'm like, you have some lyrical ability. You don't have to rap about murdering people and selling cocaine if that's not what you did. Like, just rap about being the guy that, yo, I was at Domino's and I was trying to fuck a bitch. So I had to write a verse. Like, you know, I, niggas can relate to that shit. So it's like, like you, you don't have to be a, a thug. Like, yeah. so yeah, that, that's, that, that's her loss and Kendrick and all that. Um, what, what do you think is next for Kendrick and Drake? Because they were the two, like, I, I don't think J. Cole's on that level personally, so I'm not going to include him in this conversation. I know some people like to. So, like, Kendrick and Drake, you know, 30, 36, something like that, you know, five, like, Drake's, like, 10 albums, 12 albums in at this point. Kendrick's, like, five albums in. Like, where, where, where do you see them taking this shit? Because they're clearly not the best doing it anymore. It's not even close. Um, yeah. Who's the best like, now? Is it Lil Baby? The best or who's yeah. the most popular? Because that's a different see, conversation. That's the interesting, like, they might be the last two of, like, that where you had, like, Jay-Z and Nas, Biggie, Tupac. It's, like, where the best was the most popular. So you kind of do wonder where is the, the next for hip hop? Yeah, because I think the that was hip hop for the longest, and right. now it just isn't. Now it's just who can make the song that trends the quickest or whatever. It's not it's not about skill anymore. Like like it used to be they, they couldn't be separated. It was like your level in rap was associated with your skill as an MC. And it's just not anymore. And when these guys claim to be in that position of, you know, taking hip hop to the next level, it's like you should be out rapping everybody. Yeah. Like, like you you should you should be pushing the shit forward. Like, and and, and you're not. And like, you know, Drake is way more prolific and he's taking way more chances, I think. Like, you know, people like to say Kendrick took a lot of chances with his music. But it's like you take way more chances when you take more shots, and Drake's taking more shots, like like more life, like you know when if he's reading this it came when if if you're reading this is too late came out he that was ahead of the curve with that sound 
that like that British drilled trap sound and all that. He was ahead of the curve on the Afrobeat shit a little bit. Even with started from the bottom. I remember when that shit came out, I hated it. We was, we was, we were in college. We, we was Friday it. night. We was hanging out with the homies. We was drinking and shit, about to go to a party. That shit came out on SoundCloud or whatever. And I was like, what is this bullshit? Little do you know that that shit launched the sound for like the next five, 10 years. So like he like when's the last time Kendrick took a chance? Drake, Drake was definitely your idol at that time because I just remember how crushed you looked. Like to be honest, you know, you were just you look like somebody told you Santa Claus wasn't real with that song drop. Like, you're just like, oh, what the fuck? I, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like you framing it as he was my idol. Like, I just, I always just related to Drake's music, especially like his yeah. early, his early shit, where he was like some of the, sh- the perspectives he was rapping about. Like, you know, I always liked that bar about his waiting for his dad to come scoop him and he ain't show up <laughs> and shit like that. Where you know, for me and a lot of people like me, like Drake was rapping our experience and shit, like. Yeah. You know, now all the shit about the bitches and all that, I can't really relate to all of that, but, uh, you know, to each their own. But, like, some some of the shit like that, I'm like, yeah, man, like, no, I didn't want to see Drake go out, like, with started from the bottom. I was like, oh, like, I thought he was going to fall off when that shit came out. I'm like, oh, I'm like this yeah. nigga fucked it up. He was doing good. <laughs> Like your favorite sports team losing, yeah, but you got yeah, yeah. That, that, that was like when the Patriots just kept losing to the Giants in the suit. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Like Tom yeah. Brady, the best, he keep losing to this nut ass nigga. With yeah. like, I don't well, get sure, it. Now, now that you got your bins in your beautiful apartment, I'm sure you'll have some uh, drink experiences with the women. People telling me don't save you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you know what's funny? I did. I kind of wanted to talk about this. As I've made more money and like as I've like lost weight and shit and gotten better shape, I just find myself listening to music where niggas talk about doing fly shit more often. And um like there's a lot of niggas tricking on these records. And I'm just starting to think like I think tricking is just a part of the game. Like you you can't escape it. it it's it's been a lot of people that have tried to say that they're above tricking and they've used trick knowledge and shit like that to kind of, to kind of, Oh yeah, I don't trick on a bitch. Like, 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 cause I'm listening to, to, um, to Jay-Z the other day and he's like zip zero stingy with De Niro. And then he's like, bite light your wrist, but that about it might buy you whips, but that about it. And then like, he just kept going. And then yeah. before you do it, he's like, all right, I might wife you and all that. <laughs> like nice Cause I'm like, 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 like that's the truth of it. Like you're not going to escape yeah. tricking. Like anybody that I've seen be successful with women, like going from my grandfather, he's been married 40 years to, you know, other older men that I know of that have been in relationships for, for years. They always say, it's like, yo, you got to buy your lady stuff. You got to make it exciting for your lady. Like as Boosie told us, you got to break her virgin. You can't yeah. do that shit if you're not tricking a little bit. So I'm starting to think like, you know, you know, like, like when, when niggas be like, yeah, like I, I might buy my bitch a whip or some shit. Like I'm like, yeah, I feel you. Cause like, if I'm riding yeah. clean, like I can't have my bitch out here in the fucking shit that need a new carburetor. Like that, that don't yeah. look right. Like no, no, you, yeah. you, you're kind of supposed to do that. 
Because it's, it's a reflection upon you. It's like, damn, like, am I not taking care of home? Like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, why, why is bitch out here looking dusty? Like, who's that disheveled bitch over there? Like, I'm going to yeah, take, so, like, take her. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just coming to this revelation, but I think a lot of young men have been misled by these pill-popping YouTube guys that <laughs> would tell you, tell you, oh, no, you're you're supposed to never do anything nice for a lady because that's ba- that's breaking masculine frame and yeah. all of this other dumb shit. And I'm just like, no, like like that is that's the shit that you do when you don't have an abundance mindset. You just say, oh, it's mine. I don't want to give anything away. Wow. It's like if you have a lady, you should want her to. You know, whatever she likes, like you should want her to have that shit while she like at least while you next to me. Now, if you're not next to me, this shit might be gone. As as TK Kirkland once said, this is a company car. You allowed to use it while you still on the team, but once you're off the team, you gotta get a company car back. So yeah. Yeah. You, well, like, <laughs> you you ever seen uh you know, like oh like the oldest example I know of this orange juice James walking in the rain. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where at the right, end, he, he tells like the, he's like, give back the coat, like, give yeah. back the rings, the jewelry. Like, you know, I, I was listening to Ghostface this week. He he, like, yo, he's like, oh, it's stuck on your finger? I'll take the whole finger then, man. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, the other side of tricking, like, 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 it's so funny how tricking can turn into gorilla pipping. Like just on a dive where he's like, he's like, oh, you fuck it up. Give me, give me that game. My ring back. He's yeah. like, oh, it's stuck. I'll take your own figured in, bitch. Like yeah. nothing goes before the. F- <laughs> goes. Yo, that is fuck. That's like, that's a classic. I'm, I'm like, yo, go like. So it's like you see with some of these dudes like that simping energy flips to yeah. a, a very aggressive mean guy on the other side. Like yeah. for some for for some of these dudes. What do you think is that? You know they're claiming to be uh you know generous and ge- like it's not do you think it's just because is it not genuine like you know why would it flip like are you not giving that in actual love or are you doing that just like for the bitch will fuck with you yeah i i think some of these dudes want to possess a chick and and yeah and and drake's music kind of talks like that where he's like i should have put you somewhere where no one can find you I love it's that song. Like, <laughs> and, and I love that song. I, 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 like, song. I don't like the song, but I'm just saying, like that that shows with some of these dudes. It's like it's like I, I definitely think you should want your woman to look nice. You should want her to to uh to feel good about being with you and all of that shit. And part of that does come with spending money. But when you want to spend money, you can't look at it as like, all right, now I now I'm controlling the chick. You're really supposed to be doing that shit for you. It's like, yeah, it's like, yo, you with me. I want you to look good. I want you to ride clean and all that type of shit. But not just so, you know, you don't you don't go fuck with nobody else. Cause it's like this nigga a hundred millionaire talking about I gotta put you somewhere where no one can find you. It's like you don't got no game, nigga. Like that's the only shit that'll keep a bitch around is like she's secluded. No. No, like, I, agree, I agree with him. I agree with him. It's like no, there's no escape. Like yeah. that's the only way you can no, keep a bitch. No escape. <laughs> no hell no. <laughs> it's drink, drink, putting bitches out like saw and shit like that. You said it's like there's a chainsaw on the left, bitch. There's a there's a makeup kit on the right, bitch. You pick the right one, you you get to keep your life. Crazy. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just chained up in the basement, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this is so aggressive, but he trying to be melodic yeah. with this shit. Like, yeah. Drake be already trying to establish he's the supervisor out this. Yeah, moment. it is. It's like yeah, you, you got you. You can't try to possess these women like, n- yeah. like n- not now. Like you gotta just try to vibe with yeah. them, like relate to them. Not not that. That's what I started to realize because listen to all them pill popping ass niggas. I'm like, no, like women aren't the problem, bro. Y'all are the problem. Yeah, yeah y- well, y'all don't want to understand how to communicate with women, and so yeah. you. Think the answer is not communicating with women, and then these other dudes don't know how to communicate with women, so they just want to, you know, buy concubines and shit. And it's just like, yeah. oh, bro, like, I mean, there, there's a little bit of both in there. Yeah. Like, like, there's definitely like a way to balance both sides because there's definitely some truth on both sides. But you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you you gotta avoid the extremes. And yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and and I, I I think that, that that's what you get from this shit. It's like this should be too extreme. Yeah. Be like, yeah, like I can only love a bitch if she's doing exactly what I tell her to do, where I tell her to do it, and how I tell her to do it. Like, yeah. But you know, I mean, it, I can't get mad at the hustle though. It's a bag in that, so I'm not going to tear them brothers down. Keep doing your pill popping content. Keep being a pill popping. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't knock anybody's hustle because yeah. I'm sure somebody don't like what what, what we're doing. No, they probably no. like see you couple guys on your podcast talking about universal laws, and you should give it up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, should, you should just talk about sports like us. Just talk Dude. about everything else that everybody talks about. Try to help take people. That, take that help yourself. Take that $150 that you spent on Zoom. Get you some Ciroc or some dumb shit. <laughs> like, go buy another pair of Jordans. You know, you want yeah. to. Yeah, you're a d- you like. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, on the flip side, of these guys right. that you know want to possess women and all of that type of stuff are these guys that are henpecked by their women and like they don't have any backbone they don't stand up for themselves they just you know kowtow to whatever the woman wants and i think sometimes that can relate to your woman resenting you because like they want you to take charge you don't want to and what made me think of this was i was watching wild hogs the other day now, um, I like watching shit like Wild Hogs because it's stupid. I've seen it like a hundred times, but like when I just want to relax and I see it's on a streaming service, I'm like, oh shit, y'all got Wild Hogs? I'm clicking it. Yes. <laughs> like, so, I do the same like, shit. And, you know, shout out to Martin and to Sheena Arnold because they have like this comedy chemistry that's carried across so many different projects all those episodes of Martin, multiple movies. And in this movie, they put, they, they play husband and wife and Tashina Arnold is just like, yo, like, you know, shitting on Martin. He, he, he's, he's just a beaten down, soft pussy ass man to the point where <laughs> he's getting recognized. Like it's getting noticed in him by strangers. They just realize that he's soft and shit. He's like, damn, like, I like, did you meet my wife? And I find that interesting too because like I think being 30 like in the in this like American society for men is really a pivotal age because people start thinking um all right like now I really have to start like they start saying shit like adulting and all of these other terms like <clears throat> I have to get my shit together because I'm actually getting older now. Like it, it's not time to bullshit. And some of these guys 
if you don't take that time to like really figure out who you are before you get into relationships and shit with women, you can end up in this type of situation where like I've talked to, to, you know, different guys that are married around my age now or a couple years older. And they're like, yeah, well, happy wife, happy life. And I can't do this and I can't do that. And I just hear them and I say like, I don't want that to sound like my life at all. Like you, you don't even sound like you, like, what do you mean your wife's telling you what to do? Like nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I tell myself what to do. If if my if my lady don't like something that I'm doing, let's discuss it. Like, oh shit, what I'm doing is is offending you. I'm not trying to offend you. Like, let's figure out a way to have some balance here. But you don't tell me to do some shit. Like what? Like no, like I, I had a, I had a problem with my mom telling me to do what I was a child. Like you think I'm gonna let somebody tell me to do as a grown yeah. man? Like this come on it. now. Like and, and I, I think so. Like the problem is a lot of guys don't know how to assert themselves around women because you, you, you just see like this fear culture. Like like guys be like scared to talk to chicks. Like like oh she's too fragile. I don't want to break it. Like like you know. So like when they get a girl that they think is above them or some shit, they just. Like, I just better do everything she says so I don't lose her. Yeah. But I, I think, the, you know, it was interesting because, you know, you had the fatherhood conversation last week. And because going back to you said, you know, do, do you you should know who you are before you get into a relationship. Well, last week you said, well, what is what are you ever ready to do anything? You know, it's like you're never ready to be the dad or, you know, because people say that, you know, find your purpose before you get a girl. But it's like. The relationships that I tried to establish and, and the things that I went through, I don't know, like the context that I've gotten from that, you know, I think that it helped me uh, round myself out as far as my perspective and learning and growing from those, you know, deal. unfortunately for them, they had to deal with the hurt of me not knowing what the fuck I was doing or <laughs> where I was going, but I think it helped a lot just dealing with women and understanding them and, uh, you know, trying to grow through that. It just, this is really in life, you have a decision. So like whether you're going to deal with a woman or not, it's like, it don't really matter whether you know who you are. It's just learning who you are, whatever you do. So that's the way I look at it. Well, see, I I think the pro the problem isn't that you shouldn't date women until you find your purpose. The problem is people wait till too late in life to find their purpose. And yeah. they do shit like wait, they, you know, people are in their 20s wasting each other's time because we're yeah. all just chasing vanity. Like we're we're just chasing empty good nights, like Friday night, Saturday night. <clears throat> all of these trips to the Caribbean that every single fucking person went on. And then now the motherfuckers are in their thirties and they don't have no fucking money because they spent it all on car notes and vacations and all this other dumb shit. And it's like, that's when everybody wants to, you know, like, like Kevin Sams used to say, like, I'm sorry that you made such a mess of your life and you waited <laughs> until you get to this age to, to try to hit a buzzer beater. And I think that that applies to men too. Men do the same thing. It's like, you want to say, all right, now I'm on my purpose and I want to find a chick and all of this shit. It's like, no, like just get to your purpose earlier. Like what I can say to somebody that's younger than me, if I would say to somebody that's like 19 or whatever, I might not have the most experiences with women to draw on to, uh, you know, where I've had a hundred different women to just tell you, oh yeah, young bull, like blah, 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 blah. But I can tell you, it's like, 
don't go through your 20s just jumping from one thing to the next thing to yeah. trying to figure all this shit out and dating all of these chicks because they're going to confuse you. You're going to be because you're confused. If you're if you figure out what the fuck you want to do way sooner when you start interacting with women, it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I can see her confusion. And, huh. But I'm not confused, so I could navigate this situation better. But if you don't, you just you just start arguing and going back and forth and all of this shit that brings you out of your balance. Like, like going back to way a superior man, what they're trying to what he's trying to explain in that book is when you understand your masculinity better, you understand how to act in it better. And from the time that we're children, we're not taught how to be masculine in the right way so when we start interacting with women without proper guidance on our masculinity we just start making a mess with the women and and i like i think i think like that's the issue to the core it's like it's like if we did a better job of teaching you know young people it's like you know, about how your masculinity works, about how your hormones work and all of that type of shit, we would be able to evolve more as a society. I think with the society that we have now, that would, that wouldn't like, there's a specific reason for, and you know, this It's like, there's a specific reason for the confusion because the people in charge, they get to operate within that. You know, but it goes back to uh, Napoleon Hill. He talked, he had a book about, uh, you know, Conversation with the Devil, I think it's called. Something, something about the devil, some shit, I don't know. But he talked about, like, the school system basically teaches you to be a drifter. It's like, you're in this class for this time block. You're in this class for that time block. But, like, you're never, like, you learn a piece of this, piece of this, piece of this, but you never get to a point of mastering it because it's like you got 50 different homework assignments and 50 different subjects. So it's like you're basically trained, like, from a kid to just jump from thing to thing to thing so when you grow up that's what people get and that's what you have yeah and it's like you know i like to draw wisdom from ancient cultures and it's it's not to say that people didn't have anxiety and problems and all this shit back then because they definitely did because obviously we're still dealing with shit so they weren't able to solve everything but it's like when you look at cultures where from the time a child is born, they get groomed into this is where you're going in life. They might marry you off to somebody way younger in those cultures. And it's easier because you know who you are. Like, it's like, all right, yeah, like I'm the nigga that's supposed to be the head of the family. Like, like I'm the firstborn. I'm the head of the family. I'm going to inherit whatever my father's responsibilities were. I noticed from the jump. So whenever a woman comes around, she doesn't say, so what do you want to do? What are you going to do? Like there's that question never comes up. Like you, I already know what I'm doing. Like I know what my purpose is. So when you come around, do you suit the purpose? Oh no, you don't suit the purpose. All right, go, go out there in the field with other people because my purpose is to carry on whatever it is I'm supposed to carry on. We lost that like in this modern society where it's just, oh, go to school and then go in there to like, they tell people to go to college to figure out what the fuck you want to do. Why am I going to spend money while I'm trying to figure out what I want to do? Go do something with a purpose, go work and make money and figure out what you want to do. Then decide if it's something that you need to go to school for. 
Right. Because most of the shit that you can do to make money, you don't need to go to school for it. Like I know Especially some nowadays. people that went yeah. to college that are <clears throat> not doing what their degree is in. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm on the box line, so you we're talking to one of them. What <laughs> <laughs> a fucking box line. And that 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 goes to, you know, we're just we're groomed and we're taught incorrectly on how to deal with each other and about what our true nature is. And it's like when, when you understand what your true nature is, it's easier to find a purpose for yourself out here because you like, you know, you don't want to be in a box, but you kind of are in a box of your circumstances like you you're, you're formed by your environment to a degree. Now you can choose how to exist in that environment, but you have to react to the reality of your environment at some point. You can't just yeah. say, I'm going to like, you know, like you said, that idea of drifters, like that's when you get people, Oh, I'm a super senior. I'm, I, I keep changing my major. I'm this, I'm that. Or people going in school and getting business administration degrees. Like I've talked to so many people that do that. Like I talked to a young guy a couple of weeks ago that's in college now. And he, I said, well, what's your major? He's like business administration. And I didn't want to tell him this because it wasn't my place to, but I'm like, what does that even mean? What does that qualify you to do? It doesn't like a degree is supposed to be knowledge that takes you to a higher level. That knowledge doesn't separate you from any other Joe Schmo out here. You have to like a degree of knowledge is supposed to separate you from everybody fucking else not just put you in a herd with everybody else. Mm. Like, like there's a, there's a fucking, however many million people graduate with a business administration degree every single year. And what do they earn? They don't earn life sustaining money. Yeah. Like, like they're driving Uber and shit. Yeah. Like, all, you know, like stop telling line. people that they have to, you know, do, they have to fit into these boxes. Like, you know, we're human beings. We're not animals. Yeah. It's a, yeah. like there's well, a difference. Yeah, well, we're about to get to sabbatical behavior, though. So, you know, that might be a good segue there. Yeah, well, you know, we do have an animal side that we all have <laughs> to rise above. Yeah. And uh, sometimes the animal side is, it, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, it's like that primal nature. It's it's yeah. like that subtle shit that, that, that we don't quite understand. And uh, I had a conversation with my grandfather this week where um, some animal behavior came up. But without further ado. Wow, like a zoo. Just a fucking animal. Bark like a dog. Come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? Bring out the animal. So um, last week I was talking to my grandfather. And we were having a conversation about fatherhood and life and all, all these good topics. And he told me that he, he, he had he's he's been married to my grandmother for 40 years, but he had a, a wife and a family before that. And he had some some children. And he said that at one point in his youth, he wanted to, you know, have this multicultural family where he had women from all these different races that he had children with and like i found that funny because like one my grandfather doesn't talk like that it's like the only conversation in my whole 30 years of life where we we've talked like that but i found that idea interesting it's like like 
he him saying like as a young man he just had this idea in his head like i need to go out here and get some bitches pregnant and and i need to get different color bitches pregnant and 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 he he was it's like he needed to plant his seed like he said he wanted to see himself in all of these different cultures and i was like that's that you know alexander the great yeah. uh genghis khan like as a man we we do have this this urge to like plant your seed and it's like I, I I feel it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, like you know, somebody's gonna have to get pregnant at some point. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm if I'm like one of these guys. It's like I need, you know, when he said he needs to get every race pregnant, I was like, that's some Nick Cannon shit. Like you see, yeah. like I think Nick Cannon just had number twelve. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, he, look, hey. like he got a team of disciples over there. Like Nick, yeah, Nick Cannon's moving different. Yeah, that's full circle right there. Jacob had twelve kids, right? I don't know. I'm not good on the specifics. Like, yeah. Yeah. no, it was ten. I think it was ten, and then uh, he adopted his grandsons. So he he beat he beat uh Jacob. <laughs> well, yeah, he he's still a young man. He's still going. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like I, I like he might be like that Vince Vaughn movie. Like, you ever see the John? Like, uh, I think it's called like Every Man or some shit, where he's a a sperm donor and he he ended up having like a hundred yes. kids or some shit. Yeah, it's just like a classic that. Vince Vaughn like premise. Like only somebody like him could pull that shit off. It's not a great movie, but I was entertained by it. Yeah, but, th- but this goes back to ancient times, right? Like when you look at the Bible, like all the nations was uh, named after the original ancestors. So that's just how the shit goes. It's just like you know, one great man is born. Like he learns how to build his energy up to a certain point. He's like, yo, I'm about to get all the bitches, and this is gonna be this could be how the shit go right here. Like. You know what I mean? Like these, these are gonna be the Moabites, the Steveites. You're gonna see the Steveites in the <laughs> when they make the New <laughs> Testament. Anyway, the, the Book of Steve. Like he started fucking hoes. He had this one and that one, and, this one. <laughs> and then they even got that one, and they even got that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, because like, I do think about this shit sometimes. I'm like, yo, if human beings are still here, two thousand years from now. They're going to have to write some shit about us and yeah. they're going to like do some archaeological digs around here and they're going to be like, yo, like, who is the nigga that fucked so many bitches we just had to name this shit after? Yeah. That's player <laughs> it's right like, here. It's like th- there was once a giant named Wilt and yeah. Wilt <laughs> fucked a thousand bitches yeah. and bore a nation. Right, 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 like, right. I, I feel like that's how these myths and legends start. It'd be like, like, yeah, such and such fucked a lot of bitches. Like, we think he fucked so many bitches that everybody was a giant back then. <laughs> but you know, there's a couple of kids. That you, that you mentioned, Will. There's a couple of guys in the NBA that look like Google Otto Porter. He look, Otto Porter Jr. looks just like Will Chamberlain. Like, like it's like, when did Chamberlain die? 97? Like, yeah. Otto Porter, you might have to do you, you have to actual The a- Ancestry.com or Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Fucking that exhume his remains, like yo. You gotta find out, that. like yo, it's like everybody over six eight guy get tested. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Like, like did, did, did Will catch your mama lacking in the eighties yeah. or some shit? Like, what's going on? But and that was the thing though, because it's like, like people, when you talk about the legends of Will. It wasn't just that he was, you know, a rich, tall basketball player. It was his personality that, like, 
It's like he was like really like a charismatic, like real type of guy who he was just getting pussy up just because like Will's the type of nigga that probably would have got the same amount of pussy if he was like five eleven or something. Like that's that's how they talk about his personality. Well, yeah, I I, I definitely think it's like some guys have that, but what do you think it is that makes people different to where you know the Will Chamberlains? Nick Cannon's, you know, DMX, another example. DMX had like 10 kids. Antonio Cromartie, you know, he has that famous thing where he was trying to name all of his kids. He started forgetting some of the names. Yeah, George like, like, what, what do you think it is that drives a guy to say, I got to get a lot of women pregnant? Um, I, if, if I would have a theory, I think it would be just a lot of uh, uh, un- uh, I don't even want to say an unnormal amount of testosterone, but it's probably just an extreme high level of testosterone where it's like, you know, that super competitive, like, you know, it's just the drive, but it's like, you know, a lot of men feel it. It just, you know, certain men act on it. <laughs> it's just like, fuck it. It's just certain guys. It's like, you know, Kobe Bryant, he's taking a thousand shots a day and shit like that. And you know, the other nigga, he just, he, he just showed up to the gym. He stretched a little bit. He go, Oh, you know, <laughs> it's just a matter of if you go to uh, visualize an attack. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like some niggas say like, yeah, I'm gonna have a family, and some niggas say like, y'all gonna remember me. Like, yeah, remember exactly, me. exactly. <laughs> like, it's like that what was that Kobe commercial with Kanye? It's like it's like yo, know, like Kobe, I fucked all the bitches, but did you fuck more? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like how many how many bitches do you want me to fuck, Kobe? More bitches. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like, but I already fucked all the bitches. Like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> You're exactly. welcome. <laughs> it's like, fuck them again. <laughs> but did you make them come three times? <laughs> Kobe, I don't have the time. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> well, on that note, I think we're going to end the podcast there. Uh, we hope y'all took something away from this shit. Because we, we put a lot into this for you. So we want you to take something away because we're trying to give. And uh, we'll be back next week. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you can find podcasts. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram. We're doing a whole lot of shit. This, this train doesn't stop. It's nonstop. And uh, we'll be back next week. All new episode, The Last Men Pod. Yeah. Do the podcast for you niggas. Reinvest double up. It gotta be low. <laughs> Gotta be love. It's, it's gotta be love. <laughs>